We're four teaching friends from across the country. Who've discovered that if you don't laugh, you cry and lose sight of your why. I'm Deanne. I'm Rana. And I'm Kathy. And we teach so hard. Welcome, everyone, to our fourth episode featuring children's literature that you can use in your classroom. Imagine that. (laughs) (laughs) Once a month, We Teach So Hard features themed children's literature. These special podcasts are filled with book recommendations and lesson ideas that you can use in your classroom the very next day. So let's get started. I like that music. <laughs> today, today, I'm over here grooving to the music and I'm supposed to talk. Today, we're talking about honesty and what a timely topic. <laughs> yes, it in is. In light of our current times and the discussion we have just had. <laughs> so, let's introduce our four book choices that will bring this topic to our children. Oh, and I'm first. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> So I'm going to talk about The Empty Pot by Demi. And, you know, the Demi version was the only version I had ever seen of it. It's just a gorgeous book with beautiful illustrations, perfect picture book to introduce honesty. But really, The Empty Pot is an ancient Chinese folktale. And it's been told and retold many times. The main character in Demi's version is a little boy named Ping. If you read another version, he may be called Shen or June or other names, all different re- retellings. But basically, the story goes like this. The emperor is getting very old. He's an avid gardener. He loves to do his own gardening, grow his own vegetables and flowers and He's looking for a young man to, to succeed him to the throne. And so he issues a challenge to all of the young boys in the surrounding um, countryside. And he gives them each one seed and asks them to grow that seed in a pot and bring it back to, to him. And I think it's in a year's time, something like that. And, um, All of the boys, and and Ping, we'll call him Ping because of this version. Ping is also an amazing gardener. He's known for his beautiful flowers and his huge vegetables. And he plants his seed. He tends to it every day like everything else that, you know, that he has. And nothing grows. When he... He repots it a couple of times. He changes the soil. He tries putting it in different types of light. And his pot is empty except for the dirt. And when, you know, month after month passes, and the other boys are just passing him by with these gorgeous, huge plants. And they all show up at the palace to show the emperors their pots. And Ping takes his empty pot. And, of course... His honesty, and as in any good folktale or, or, you know, with a story with right, a moral, right. his honesty is rewarded because it turns out that every one of the seeds that the emperor had issued to the boys was a cooked seed. It couldn't oh. grow. <laughs> and they were all basically so dishonest, bringing their seeds, you know, their, their beautiful flowers another one. and vegetables. Yeah. 
Mm. They just substituted another one and, and Ping told the truth and got to be the next emperor. Yay! Oh, I like that. I love that. <laughs> I didn't realize there were different versions of it. I didn't either until today when I started. I got really interested and I started looking around. There are so many different versions and we can talk about that when we get to activities yeah. too. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I love that. Well, I found yeah, this so- great book called... The Lion King by Alex Beard, but Lion is L-Y-I-N-G. Mm. And so all the characters are mm-hmm. animals. Um, and the, the illustrations are so cute. They're like so whimsical. Um, and it looks like a children's book, but the tale is a very timely and uncanny resemblance to our current current adult times. <laughs> So this parable, hmm. yeah, hmm, this parable portrays <laughs> the king, the lion, L-I-O-N, as a bully, and he's so full of himself that he claims to be the greatest. Don't know if that sounds Whoa. familiar or anything. Anyway, yes. and, oh, <laughs> yes. and he, he won't say anything. Yes. And he bullies all the other animals just to make himself feel good. And so very few animals are willing to speak out and call the king on his lies because, you know, he's the king. And so he insults and calls those that are honest. He calls them cheaters. And he's... Oh, my gosh. Yes. (laughs) He starts off small, lying small in the beginning, but pretty soon his lies become tall tales. And he's so full of himself that he keeps saying how great he is at whatever he's doing. And But these animals keep remaining silent. And they did nothing to stop. Oh, I'm sorry. He's not a lion. He's a warthog. Stop this warthog. Oh, he's a warthog. He's a warthog. Oh. Um, yeah, to stop the warthog from becoming king. And he even, you know, talks, double talks out of the sides of his mouth and stuff and turns his loyal subjects against one another until even they don't know who they can trust. And so finally, his lies were so bold and getting out of hand that no one's, so people started not believing anything he's saying. But as all good fables and parables do, ultimately no one, not even a king, can forever keep an ill-gotten crown. So it, it is a great book. Well, Kids will love I it. Like, I like the ending. Yes. I yes. bet they will. Yes. I do, too. <laughs> wow. There's hope. <laughs> yeah. Hoping. <I> guess. <laughs> How about you, Deanne? Okay. What book did you Well, write? my book... <laughs> Yeah, my book is called The Honest to Goodness Truth by Patricia McKissack. Mm. Um, it's illustrated by Giselle Potter, and she's great, like very simple, simple illustrations, but they're really, they work really well. But anyway, it's a wonderful story about Libby, who promises her mother that she'll never, she'll always tell the truth no matter what. But is honesty really the best policy? And if it yeah. is, why is everyone mad at her? You see, when Libby started telling the truth, the trouble began. One day at school, she embarrassed her best friend, Ruthie May, when she publicly told everybody that she had a hole in her sock. Oh, no. And Ruthie May got angry. Yep. (laughs) Later, she tattled on her friend, Willie, when she told the teacher that he didn't do his homework and he gave her a real nasty look. Of course he did. (laughs) Sure. But she's being honest, right? But she's being honest, right? Finally, she told a neighbor that her yard was messy and the neighbor got really upset. So Libby had pushed honesty to the limit in and outside of school, alienating everybody. But after talking to her mom, she understood that telling the truth is important, but there's a right and wrong way to do it. <laughs> 
That is good for the classroom. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Kids could really relate to that. Yeah. It's a really great little book. Because don't you know a kid who just ran with that and didn't understand that the honesty isn't really about telling everybody else's stuff. It's about you and how you conduct yourself. Oh, yes. That's right. So, that's a great one. Especially for our kids who take things literally, right? Like you're saying, always tell the truth, be honest. But that's different than telling people the truth when they don't want to hear it or it's not necessary or kind or. Yes. Yeah. Right. In, definitely... in the cases here, it just sounded like it wasn't necessary. Right. No, like she not was at all. Point, pointing out things that really she should have just stepped away from. Yeah. And if she had just gone up to her friend and said, you have a hole in your sock, you know, not in front of right. anybody. And, right. Oh. and she didn't have to tell the teacher that Willie didn't do his homework. Yeah, like, oh, my and, God. And don't we always have those kids in our classes, though, right? Yes, it's so. Do. Yeah, and then you think about their motives. They might just think they're helping you out by being honest about stuff. Right, mm-hmm. right. It's true. And yeah. actually, having these discussions is the perfect segue for ways that we can talk about, get kids talking about the books and the issues that these raise. So what discussion strategies would we use? Well, I would introduce the book first by asking if one should always tell the honest truth. And after they discussed this, um, I'd say that Libby, the main character, told her friends and a neighbor the truth, but they got very mad at her. And then I'd ask them why they think it might happen. So I, you know, kind of set the uh, the tone for um, you know them to be curious about what's going on. And then after reading the book, we'd have a discussion about the lesson and what Libby learned. Yeah, that would actually be great to um, like have almost like uh, little scenario cards. So would this be Mm -hmm. a scenario where you would tell the truth or is it not necessary? You know what I mean? Like getting them to almost. Yes. Oh, I love to use those. Yes. Yes. Yep. That would, that would be definitely a good idea to use. Yeah. Well, -hmm. and the funny thing is whenever we have class discussions about almost anything, like having to do with character or, you know, uh, character traits Kids always start referencing their interactions with siblings, right? Like more so than talking Ah. about friends, they end up talking about siblings. So I could almost see how that would go too in a discussion about how siblings telling on each other, but they're telling the truth, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I like what you said, Retta, about (laughs) the intent behind telling the truth. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. And sometimes it can be tattling. Yes, the difference between tattling. Yes. yes. And that would be something else you could discuss and, you know, help them to learn the difference between the two. Right, right. And especially the younger the kids. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I actually just had a, in one of my conferences just on Friday, had um, this whole situation at the end of the day where it turns out one student said something very unkind to another student and she got upset. And when I pulled them together. It turns out that this female student, I guess, had been doing things and saying things to this uh, boy student for quite a while. And he never once said anything. So I assumed that, and I wrongly assumed that um, his comment to her was just kind of out of the blue and not very nice, but it was because he had been. It was all, all under yes. the radar. She was. Yes. Him, yes. And oh I said, you God. needed to tell me about this. Why yeah. didn't you? He goes, well, I'm not a snitch. 
I said, but you know, that's, that's yeah. different than, you know, mm-hmm. trying to tattle and get someone in oh, trouble. That's a great discussion. Yeah. Yeah, that What's is. the difference between them? Yep. Mm-hmm. That was hard. They were both upset. I said, you guys are ending our week right before break on this. That's oh. not okay. <laughs> Yeah. No. So, are you on break now, or do you have a couple I'm of days on back? break now. <laughs> really? Oh, congratulations! You. Yes. So you, so you, ha- you have, have a whole, whole week, week before for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yes. Oh man, how nice! Yes, it is. <laughs> Okay, that isn't well, true around here, but no, here either. <laughs> so anyway, but Rita, we shouldn't talk. We. Oh, sorry. I know I'm always on break. <laughs> That's right, both of you. <laughs> Me too. That's well, right. another discussion started. So, Sorry, Retta. I, I was going to say is um, no, I love no. using idioms with kids because you know they, uh-huh. especially if you have English learners, they may not always understand idioms, and so there's a lot of idioms, right. things like a white lie, nothing could be further from the truth, to lie through one's teeth. Mm-hmm a pack of lies, you oh. know, and use the, the idioms to discuss the actual definitions and how it relates to honesty. Oh, I like that. Oh, that's yeah, that would be perfect. Fun. Yeah. Yes. How about yeah. you, Retta? What would you do? So, well, I would lead the discussion to whether being dishonest is worth it. Is it mm. ever worth it? And, you know, and what kind of rewards do you get from the way you interact with people? And I would talk about intrinsic rewards and extrinsic rewards. So the other boys in my story, you remember, who all replaced the seeds and grew these wonderful, amazing pots of flowers and vegetables. Um, maybe they got an ex. They thought they were going to get an extrinsic reward. They get the emperor to notice them and choose each of them thought they'd be chosen for the successor. But what about the intrinsic reward that that Ping felt? When he approached with his pot, he knew he had done his best. He tried everything he could. And he was telling the truth. And that, and that makes you feel good yes. inside. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think I'd even throw out some, because I love situation cards. I throw some situation cards out there too, like, you know, different scenarios and what what kind of reward do you get from this particular scenario is it intrinsic or oh that's such a good discussion mm-hmm. um and yes yeah because especially like you know when you do things with your students well especially if they're younger too and they're immediately they'll say what do i get <laughs> and i always say mm-hmm. like you get the satisfaction yeah. of knowing you did your best job that's it exactly <laughs> that's right. you get that's to right. feel good yes. inside that's right yep. You get you get to sleep at night, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, going back to our discussion at the beginning, like without getting too too involved in that, people who are honest sleep better. Yes, mm-hmm. and, and can live with themselves yes. better. Yes, yeah. Because I think even when yeah. people are dishonest, so like even when our kids, you know, tell a little lie or something, and they think they're getting away with it. I think it's still kind of like chips away at them, right? Because they know, they they know they weren't being who they has to, yeah. And something I always shared with my kids was lies are really hard to remember. You can get yourself all tangled up trying to remember what you said was Mm -hmm. the truth and what you did. And if you tell the truth, the truth is easy to remember because it's what really happened. That's right. 
That's right. Although when and you're getting you older, really don't do you feel, feel like sometimes you've told the truth, but then you can't remember even what that was? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what was yeah. that? Who was I with? What did I say? <laughs> That's tr- that's true, but then yeah. these are kids, and they should yes, still be this able is true. <laughs> to remember. Yeah. Well, I think we we also had kind of covered some other activities besides discussion, like using this the situation cards and things. Deanne, you had something else up about role plays, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, me yeah. my role plays. You use right? a lot of that with your kids. I love hearing about that. Yeah, yeah it's I, it really works well, and um, you know, for I, I would um have them come up with um, some ideas about their own scenarios that, that show honesty. I mean, they could also um, base them on something that Libby, with Libby, you know, what happened with her, but um, I'd rather have them just kind of write their own little scene, scenes of it. And um, then we just get up there and uh, present it yeah, to Yeah, I love that. Like starting with situational ones that we've written or whatever, but then yes. have them come up with their own, because then mm-hmm. it'll be really important to them. That's right. So using those cards, you know, that you both are talking about, that would be great. And then they could come in with their own ideas. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. So we've, um, yes. well, I mean, I was thinking just like the idiom thing and that could go into another, you know, what's the literal versus what does it, what are we trying to say with what it means? Um, oh, they could yeah. draw cartoons on yeah, the idioms that would be too. so fun. Mm-hmm. That is and, you so know, fun. It's so, once you introduce idioms, idioms, they they go with it because they start to notice it everywhere. Yeah, like one frame of what it is literally and then one frame of what it really means. That would be the cutest display or book. Oh, a book. Mm-hmm. Yes, that would be super cute. And you're the queen <laughs> of books. That's right, bookmaking. That's so, right. A bookmaking. So yeah, come up with a couple of I ideas for that. that. I was thinking of using two of my recurrent ideas, <laughs> which is one is the flower pot idea. And I have this um, resource called Poetry Flowers that I used in my class with some beautiful watercolor um, flowers that we made. And I thought that kids could plant an honesty pot, you know, and an just make the base pot. out of I love uh, that. Yes. <laughs> And and just, you know, in, in the center of the flowers, instead of putting a poem, which is what I usually do, have them put some ideas about honesty. How does honesty make you feel? How does honesty make you a better person? What does honesty look like? What does it taste like, smell like, all of that? Um, you know, and do flower pots. Also, rock gardens. Um, I'm real big about rock gardens, too, whether, whether real rocks or paper rocks. And you could just write you know, little collection of rocks and on each rock, um, a word that makes you think of honesty, like, like true truthfulness and trust, you know? Oh uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. That'd be so great. And then every time they look at their pot, they like that. Yes. That's right. right. Mm -hmm. I love that. I know the way people were painting rocks and stuff at one time. So that would be perfect. I love it. Mm -hmm. You could, could make an honesty rock garden outside of your school or outside your yeah, classroom. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, okay, yeah. things to do. <laughs> so we've talked about discussion strategies right. <laughs> and learning activities so far, but we all know that one of the most powerful things that we can do with a book is to make it more personal or make world connections, textual connections. So what are some other things you could connect your book to?
I was reading an interview with the author Alex Beard, who wrote The Lion King, and he said he wrote it because there is so much corruption and cheating in the world today that it seems like the right time to tell the story. So it's not a new story, but the way he wrote Amen. the book. He has actually a series of different <laughs> um, different parable uh-huh. books or different fables. And he says, it says, oh, it seems me. as though our children are exposed to lies and deception so frequently and so casually that there is a risk of them beginning to accept it, to think of it as just the way things are. And, and so a great book like this would... Well, really what? and I was even thinking, you know, depending on the so. age, depending on the age of your um, kids, it'd be a great time to even do um, current events. And, you know, with not mm-hmm. a biased view, but just mm-hmm. like fact wise, like, do you notice anything? Can you compare it, make that textual text to world, you know, um, connection? Mm-hmm. So that that was one sure. thing. But then also another yeah. book that kind of reminded me of um, your book, Deanne, it's called uh, which one is this called? I'm trying to look it up here. Um, the honest to goodness truth. Is that yours? That, that's your book. Okay. Yes. Never mind. I was looking at some others yeah. too. That the same thing was, is it, uh, when is it the time to tell the whole truth? So never mind. I might think of the, my other book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that happened with me too. Tracy yes. and I both thought of the yes, and day's work, you know, and, A day's work is another one, but that isn't what I was going to talk about. Oh, I'm next. So I'm going to talk about two chapter books that you could connect. If you'd like to then go into your book club unit with this or, you know, suggest some further reading or even do a read aloud. So I have like a slightly lower level, more like third, fourth, and then um, one that's more like fourth, fifth. Uh, Oh, I've got so much here. I have another (laughs) one, too. You've got to put all your blog posts. (laughs) That you could do read aloud. Okay. So, oh my gosh, they will all be in my blog post. Let me tell you real quick about Too Many Tamales by Harry Soto. Love it, yeah. You know that one? So the family of Maria's family is making um, tamales um, at Christmas Eve, and they're going to have them, um, I guess, for Christmas dinner the next day. And her mother takes off her beautiful um, diamond ring and puts it on the table because of course you have to squish the dough with your fingers or you're not going to get the right kind of dough. It'll be too tough. And so Maria is feeling really grown up because she's helping the women in her family make the tamales. She's helping her mother and her mother lets her get dressed up and put on a little (laughs) lipstick even. And Maria's thinking, this is all great, but she's looking at that diamond ring lying on the counter. And she's thinking, it would be even greater if I could try that (laughs) ring on. So so her mother looks away or goes away. I forget what would happen. She goes, uh, has to leave the room for a minute. And Maria puts the um, diamond ring on her thumb and then forgets that it's there. She's all grown up and wearing this ring. And she starts... um, you know, kneading the dough again with her hands. And before you know it, her mother's back and there's no way. <laughs> uh-uh. And Maria's in a dilemma. Do I tell the truth? You know, what do I do? Can I really eat 24 tamales <laughs> until I find the ring? <laughs> and who will help me? And so her family kind of helps her out of the situation. And it, it's, it, I just thought that it's just a great book about, about honesty. And I just wanted to talk about one more, which oh, one is of my the favorites. Tiger Rising by Kate yes. Camillo. Okay. And that book 
yes, it is about honesty, you know, on the surface, but it's also about being honest with yourself. And, you know, and Rob in the story has had a horrible, horrible year. His mother dies. His father loses his job. They move to a motel. They're living in a motel. Huh. And um, he has to go to this other school. And the kids Boy, are him, just yeah. downright rotten mean at this school. And he's got this awful rash from the stress of what's been going on in his life. And so he doesn't tell the truth at school about, you know, what the rash is from and he doesn't fight back to the bullies because he just takes all of his feelings. And Rob has this imaginary suitcase in his stomach and he just shoves all the bad feelings, all the negative feelings into that suitcase in his stomach. And then um, he finds a friend in Sistine, who's a new girl. Bless you. <coughs> Excuse me. And thank you. And, you know, and together they discover this caged tiger in the woods and his friendship with Sistine and that caged tiger help him to, you know, take a good hard look at his feelings and um, consider the possibility of freeing the tiger well, and, and freeing also, his feelings. Sorry to interrupt. Sorry. So but just, Sistine also, right? She keeps all of her no, feelings. No, no. And she's not honest about her own life to herself either. Yeah. Right. But she defends right. Rob. Yeah. She just won't defend herself and, yeah, stand up for herself. Yeah, so it's a great book, again, for lots of discussions. Sounds like it. I like it. Well, mine is another book. Um, well, it has to do with honesty, but Stealing. Have you heard no. of the book, Ricky Sticky Fingers? No. It's by Julia Cook. Well, it's a young boy, you can tell by the title, who steals things. And if you have kids in your classroom with sticky fingers, <laughs> this is this will help you with it, really. Um, <laughs> Ricky can't help himself from stealing. I mean, he's really a good kid, but if he sees something he wants, he just takes it because things stick to his <laughs> fingers, supposedly, <laughs> like a wad, <Yeah. laughs> like a, a wad of irresistible bubble gum or some goop that you can throw on the wall and watch it ooze down to the floor. Quotes. He just doesn't realize that stealing is wrong. He learns a lesson when his bicycle is missing. And he finally oh. understands. And I think I think his mother might have hit it on him, but it didn't say anything about that. But ah. you know, so, so he understands what it's like to have something stolen from him. And he begins to realize, with the help of mom, that we all have good and bad things inside of us. And he lets the good take over the bad and returns all the items he stole. And it helps him to feel good about himself. Oh. And he likes the way that feels. So it's kind of, you know, have a little conversation in your head, right. you know? Well, and that's should part I, of honesty, I, right? It's almost like wrestling with yourself. Yeah. Like, what, what should I say? Or Yes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, defeating your baser emotions and your, mm-hmm. you know, your the self that you should be trying to defeat. That's right. It's like that little, oh, yeah. the little, <laughs> the little devil image and the little, you know, yes. good image, you know, the angels. Yes. That's what I was trying to say. Exactly. Exactly. Well, listeners, this is all we have time for today. And we thought we didn't have much to say. (laughs) Right? We always can. Yeah. We hope you've enjoyed our themed book talk as much as we have. Be sure to check out our blogs as we have written about more about these books and some other ideas that you can use in your classroom tomorrow, all about honesty. If you like what you hear, leave a comment share on social media and give us five stars 
on your listening platform. Be sure to join us next week when we explore ways to teach students how to self-assess.